Amen. Someone shout, yeah. God is good, is he? It's a great time of the year. As Dale said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And some people say, yeah, right. I like the getting end, right? But it really is more blessed to give than it is to receive because when you learn to be a giver, when you learn to be a giver, uh, giving produces receiving so you can keep giving. And so it's a good thing to be in, in a place where you desire to give. And uh, that's what we want to be in this season, in this time. There's a lot of people during this time of year that are hurting and that and really are open to receive and so you look for opportunities to just to be a blessing to people do just do something good for people look look for those opportunities because I'm telling you that they're they are there amen well last last week um, we preached a word and the title of my message was what no, what was the title? No, what? No, why? Right? <clears throat> what was the title? Why? Because I wanted to know. That's why. But the title of my message was Why and So Is It Tonight. And um, I'm just going to really just kind of talk to you because this has been going over and over in my mind and a, a lot lately. And... Um, You know, um, when you, you know, Jesus spent, Jesus spent a lot of time with people that were outside of the church, if you will, non, non-religious people Jesus spent a lot of time with. Um, and we, we don't, we don't want to be religious people ourselves. We don't, we don't want to be people that that are connected to things that are man-made because religion is man's idea of what God is. We don't, we don't want to live in that world. We want to live in the world where, um, where God Himself is speaking to us and we really believe it. And we want to be a part of that. And um, so, so last week, I'm going to go over some of these things that you know, I mentioned to you. Um, some of these questions, what, you know, some of the questions that I put out there about why. The first one I put out there is the question was, why would someone, why, why would anybody in here tonight, at the sound of my voice, why would you want a million dollars deposited in your bank account by tomorrow morning? Why? Why would you want more, in other words, or however much would be more to you? Why would you want more in your life? Why would you want to experience more? And I think, I think it's, it could be answered in, you know, well, I like more. I don't want to be with less. I don't, I don't believe anybody I mean, I, I've, been with, I've been with less, and I've been with more, and more is better. How about you? Amen? Amen? So, so that, that can be 
answered, I believe, by everybody in here. If we, if we you know, sat everybody down and we discussed that, what, what the answer to that question is to you, then I, I think every, a, a lot of the answers would be pretty much the same. But I rattled off a bunch of whys, um, and some of those, I won't read them all, but just some of them were, why, why do people not receive from God? Another why is, why do most people not understand God? Why, why, why do people think that, that a lot of bad things are the result of God? It was like an act of God when something bad happens. Um, and, and, and there's reasons. Why, why do people blame God for, in other words, bad things that happen? Why are people today so conscious of the wrong things they do? And, and, and on, you know, to, to finish that, and if they're conscious of the wrong things they do, why, why do people have such a difficult time rejoicing over good things that they do or feeling like it's a good thing to do good things and to be able to be on the receiving end of that why why do bad things happen to good people why do good things happen to people that appear to be corrupt why does it seem like a lot of times that people that are doing everything wrong it seems like everything good's happening in their life so there's a lot of whys in life that I think that I think end up being not answered. The, the, the question why. Why do people not understand God? Why do people blame God? Why, why do people have a hard time receiving from God? What, what, why? What, what's the reason? And, um, and I want you to think about what part of my answer is to that tonight. I just want you to think about this and meditate on this for a little bit and take it home with you and think about it. Um, but the day, if you're sitting here today and you're born of the Spirit of God, if Jesus Christ is your Savior and He lives on the inside of you, um, the day you got born again the spirit part of you became alive. If I, had a, if I had a balloon that had no air in it and it was sitting up here, okay, that balloon would represent the spiritual state of a person who is not born again. He's born once in this body, but for you to tap into the, the other world, which is the spirit world, you have to be born a second time. And that balloon would somewhat represent what your spirit man is like before you're born again. I mean, the potential is there for all of it because Jesus died one time for all people and all of us have the potential to, be, to walk in spiritual things and it's God's will that not one perish but everybody be born of the Spirit of God. It's, that's the will of the Father. It's not God's will that anybody not be born again. He created us to be born again. A second time and when we when we become born again we began to be 
spirit conscious from that time on. doesn't mean that you become spirit conscious. But it's from that moment on that the potential is there because now your spirit man is alive. It's working. And the same way that you get born in this body and you, you, you know, the moment that you're conceived, you're alive. And actually, the moment that you're conceived physically in the womb of the mother that delivered you, in that moment, you were whole, you were complete. You know, other things weren't added, other things grew and developed, but everything was complete the moment you were conceived. And the moment you become born again, old things are passed away and everything's brand new. Gosh, how can that be? Because it sure doesn't feel like it, right? But that's the way it is. Old things are passed away and everything is brand new as we step into this, the realm of this second birth. What God's purpose is, and we read it in this book, we read it from Genesis to Revelation, His purpose is, is that we become, we're all, you, you, you can't be born a second time if you weren't born a first time, right? So everybody that's born a first time can't be born again until they're actually aware of what they're doing and accepting and receiving. So a, a little bitty baby at six months old can't be born again because they, they, they have to make the choice to receive it. You can pray over them and all that's good, okay? But they won't become born again until they accept him, until they say, I want that. Now, you know, I've seen them born again at real early ages, other people later on, but just whenever they're aware of that, they become born again. And when we become born again, you know, myself, I was 18 years old when I got born again and had no very little understanding of God or church world or anything else. And so I had a lot of ideas that were stacked on top of each other about what life was really about. And I can remember the first time I ever heard anybody teach something from the Bible. I, I can remember thinking to myself, it was, in a, it was at a camp, and I really didn't even want to be there. I don't, know, I don't even remember why I actually went, but I went with this group of people, and this guy was teaching the Word, and I... And, and I remember I was going to be there all week, and this guy was like kind of old, and he had a crew cut, you know, and I'm thinking, and I had long hair down to the middle of my back, and I'm thinking, why am I here? You know, what's this about? And uh, he started talking. The moment he started talking, I'm thinking, I missed something. Somebody's been lying to me. Something, I'm missing something. This guy's either from another planet or... Nobody gave me the truth and told me the truth about this, this, this world of second birth. And, uh, and so as I, as I started listening to that guy, and I went through that weekend, and I got born again, and, and, and things progressed in my life, I had a hunger inside of me to know about this second birth world. I'd been born one time, and there were a lot of baggage been dumped on me as a, as a result of first birth, like all of us have different forms of baggage. But when I got born again, I began to realize that now I didn't have to live susceptible to all the stuff that first birth dumped on me, 
I can be set free of that and, and begin to make changes. What was funny is there were some changes that happened and a lot of the natural things I got rid of, you know, quit doing drugs and quit drinking and quit a lot of the things that had control because really I didn't like any of it. I, I really didn't like it. I just did it because everybody else did it. And so over time it was just gone. But there were a whole bunch of other things that were deep-seated inside of me that didn't go, like bitterness and hatred and, and jealousy and unforgiveness and things like that that were deep inside that I had been accustomed to because, you know, when you, just, when you grow without God and you've only been born one time and you've not been born again and you don't learn spiritual things, spiritual things don't just overtake you and change your life and butt in and say, we're going to, no, you can't do it that way, you got to do it this way. So when I got born again and then I made a choice to make the changes, I realized there were a lot of stuff that had to change inside of me. So why do people blame God? Because they don't understand. They've never been taught. And, 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 and people blame God every day for things that are born again. There are people every day that have difficulty receiving from God and they're born again. And, and what I'm saying to you today is, is that just because we're born again, it's not enough to live a changed and a victorious life where my mind is concerned. It's a choice I have to make every day and I have to make adjustments. And you know what people, you know what just humanity pretty much across the board is afraid of is change. Most people are afraid of having to change. And so we have these mindsets and we center our life around, you know, these certain mindsets. And most of them are rooted in fear and in pride and in unbelief, as we talked about last Wednesday. They're rooted in that. And what happens is people, they camp out in fear and they center their life around it. And then they kind of keep everybody else out. I mean, you can, most people allow people to get fairly close, but not too close because then I have to change and I don't want to change. I don't want to make the changes. What's difficult about this born again, second birth lifestyle, what's difficult about it is, is that every day you have to be aware of the thoughts I'm thinking are they thoughts from God or are they unrenewed thoughts or thoughts of the past that need to change? And to make a change, it won't just happen because you will it to happen. It's, it, it's something that happens over time as you get information and then make a choice. I want to believe that way. I want to believe that, that God in me is greater than things in the, in the world out there that are telling me the exact opposite of what God says I have a right to. There's all kinds of things in here that God tells me I have a right to, but they want, they're not going to just happen because I'm born again. They're going to happen because I choose to make some alterations and some changes, and I choose to, make, I, I choose to begin to tweak the way I think. And you know, you know when that happens? Every day. So you wake up one morning, you've been meditating on the Word, and God's been showing you that 
He created you to be at peace. And you wake up one morning and I mean you're anything but at peace. And your mind's screaming and lies are coming to your head and things are being said to you and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and you wake up in the morning and you have a choice. If you've been meditating on the Word, you have a choice to do something with it. We talked about last week out of James chapter 1 and verse 22. The Bible says, be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer of the Word. Because if you're a hearer and not a doer, the Bible says you'll be deceived. And what happens in the realm of deception is that the enemy who is a spirit being is working and, and, and he prowls about he prowls about all the time looking for someone that is going to choose to be moved by what they see and hear and think instead of somebody that is choosing to make a change. And the moment in your life that you choose to make a change in your thinking, bam, your life becomes a bullseye. He's coming after you. Do we care that he's coming after us? Well, today I don't, but... A long time ago I did. And, and some, people, some people today don't even, you know, it's hard. If, if you can't see it, then I can't believe it. So how can I believe that there is a, quote, devil out there, Satan? How can I believe that there are, is a devil and demons that are out there that are working against me if I can't see them? Well, I choose to believe it because the Bible says it, but yet... I've studied it. So when I come and tell someone else that there are demons and devils out there and that the enemy, the enemy, his whole plan is he, he didn't really care whether you're saved or not. He just doesn't want you to live a victorious life here. That's why he's so after us. And, and, and he knows if he can convince you that what you see is more real than what God said, if he can convince you of that, then he's got you. I mean, he's got you right around the neck. And what will happen is you'll hear the word, you'll hear it, you'll hear it. But then as the scripture said, you'll walk away from what you heard like you're hearing this tonight. And you have a choice to do something with it or you walk out of here and let it go one in, in one ear and out the other. And if you do that, the Bible says you'll be deceived. And what will happen is you'll remember what I said or what, you know, some teaching or something that you got from the word. You'll remember what it said, but under the pressure you'll give, you'll give it up because you've not done anything with it. See? And it's not that hard. It's not that difficult to make changes, but what it does take, what it does take is consistency. Do you notice out there in our society today that people aren't real consistent? Except what they have to do. Like, if you don't show up to work, they'll fire you. But in a lot of other things, people are not consistent, right? One of the greatest ways to learn consistency is with the Word. And, and we talk about this a lot, but I've been thinking, I've got a point I'm going to make tonight that I'm leading up to, but I've been thinking a lot about this. Why, why, do, why do people stay in a rut? Why do people not break out? Why do people not receive? Why, do people not, are, why are people not on the receiving end? So many people not on the receiving end, and then what happens is they doubt 
whether God will do what he said. Why are there, there are more people today doubting whether God will do what he said than people that are, that are rejoicing because they believe that what God said is going to happen even if they don't see it. Why? And, and those, those, those things just keep going over and over and over, and, and it goes back to this place of consistency and deception. To think, to think that in my own strength, I'm going to will something into being is deception. See, the Bible says, when I've done all I can, then he becomes strong. See? But he won't become strong for me if I'm not developing a relationship with him. See, because I won't turn and, and I won't give in to his strength to empower me. What happened is I'll do all I can and then quit. And so no change is actually made. For a thought to change or for an action to change, a habit to change, just in the natural it takes 21 days, they say. They say. I don't know who they are, but somebody does. They say it takes 21 days. I believe you can break those habits even quicker than that if you're using, if you're being a doer of the Word. But to understand what doing the Word looks like is, is what I want to lay out here just for the last few minutes that we're here tonight. I want to lay out what it looks like to do the Word, okay? And it starts with the choice to hear and to visualize and to receive what the Word says. And, 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 and it's, not, it's not so much the quantity of verses and Scripture and what God says. It's not so much the quantity of it, but, but the quality of what it is that you're saying that's becoming a part of you. Okay? And so, again, I just use what I use. And every day, I make this statement, this one statement. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I choose today to rejoice and be glad in it. I choose. I say that every single day, multiple times every day. I say it every day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, you know, what... what why, why am I saying that? Am I, am I trying to, in a positive way or just through confession of something, am I trying to, to you know, step into and live in the realm of the, of the power of just being positive? The power of positive thinking, in other words? It's not enough just to be positive. What I'm doing is I'm taking a verse of Scripture, something that God says is so that I have a right to, and I'm putting it out there, but I'm hearing myself say it. Because see, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I tell you about you, you're going to believe what you think about yourself. So if you're not saying things over yourself, you're not changing your, your mentality and mindset about yourself. If you feel like today that you're a loser, and you're sitting here listening to me, or you sit across my desk and I tell you that God didn't create losers and you're not a loser, but you don't do anything with it, at the end of the day when you lay your head down, what you're going to meditate on is being a loser. Because as a man thinks, he is. 
And that won't change just because you just, man, I just, I, I, want, I want to be different. Okay, I'm going to be different. I'm going to wake up tomorrow different. But you don't do anything about it. See, if we're not doers, we have good intentions, and good intentions are okay, but they're not, they're not the it. They're, they're not the end. You, know, you understand? They're, they're, the, the good intentions won't take you through to the next level that God wants you to live in and live victorious in. Right? So, so why do I say this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it? Why do I say that? Somebody tell me why I say that. To change the way I think? Somebody else tell me why, why I say that. Huh? Because the word says that. Why else? Absolutely. For the for the power of God to flow through me. Somebody else. Prepares your day. It prepares my day. Somebody else. Yeah? Ken? Somebody else. You expect it. Because there's an ex- expectation. Somebody else. <coughs> huh? Yeah, it does. Right, because it's the truth. What else? It builds your faith, right? All all those things. But is there a possibility that the day you face could be like El Crapo? Oh, yeah. Huh? Anybody ever woke up feeling like you've been run over? Okay, so... If, if that's true, and there's the potential for that, that's why I need to be saying it, and, and what everybody else said. I mean, all, all that's true. But the potential is for a bad day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut it down. I may wake up with great thoughts. Doesn't matter. I'm putting it out there. I saw a guy do this, actually, at one of our Word First conferences. Um, preached at our Word First conference, and he, and he had an aerosol can. And he sprayed the, the, this aerosol can of, I think it was air freshener or something, and then he walked into it. And, and he kept spraying it. He sprayed it about three times, and then he walked into it. And he compared, he compared that to putting the word out there and then walking into what you're framing on a day-to-day basis. Because, see, there's a world out there, but... But if that world out there says I'm a loser, and that world says out there you're going to lose your job, and that world out there says everything's going down and going to hell in a bucket, you know, I don't have to let that world frame my world if I choose to put out here what God says and then walk into it. See, we're not, we live in this world, but we're not of this world, we're from another world. When you begin, when you become born again, you're from another place. And so, so what, I, what I'm doing by speaking and declaring the Word is I'm beginning to frame my day with what God says. And, then, and, and listen, just saying it's not enough, but it's where it begins. So when I start the day out with something that God says is true, see, I, I say, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. God's mercy and His grace are new to me every day. Ecclesiastes 3 says, the mercies of God are new every morning. 
It's a good thing to say, right? This Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm putting it out there. Today, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I'm putting it out there. I'm walking into it, being reminded of it. Okay? But when thoughts come to me, and they're sitting right here, the enemy's sitting right here, you know, it, it, you know like... You know some of those cartoons where that, that little demon, little devil thing is sitting on the shoulder and whispering, you know, and, and the angel's sitting over here on the other side? Well, it's kind of like that in a way, but it's not an angel, it's the Word, okay? But the enemy's sitting there telling you, okay, you said today's a great day, but you know what? They're fixing to, people are going to come and, I don't know, take your car away. I'm going to take my car away because I couldn't make my car payment. To rebound, okay, I'm not saying a confession's going to send you money to make a car payment. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But if you've been through a struggle and you're going through a difficult time, the way circumstances change start with words, okay? Because what the words begin to do is change the way you think about something and the more at peace you're at, the more wisdom you'll have to hear God and do what God says. See, what, what, what sometimes God would say in a situation like that is, you need to quit spending money on things that you don't have money for. He may say something like, you know what, you need to quit doing this or show you how to better uh, organize your monies or your time. He may reveal things to you, but you're not going to hear that when you're in a place of desperation. See, so, so what confession does, and I just use that as an example, it can be whatever. What confession does is it begins a process of taking you out of first birth world into second birth spiritual world where spiritual thoughts and ideas will begin to change your natural circumstances in supernatural ways. See, you remember the series I did, if you were here at all, on Holy Spirit, the help. The Holy Spirit was not given to us to fix everything. The Holy Spirit was given to us to help us. And the greatest revelation I said that anybody will ever get is that you need help. You can't live in this life and operate in this life on your own. We need the Holy Spirit. So when I start my day with confession, what happens is the Word begins over time to talk to me. So when the thought comes that it's not going to be a good day, okay, and I've been saying every day, even when I had a bunch of good days in a row, I kept saying today is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, and, and that it's a great day and that something good is happening to me today. I'm, I'm saying things like that that are from the Word of God to prepare my day and to prepare me so that when things aren't good, I can draw from what God says is good and is right and apply it. That's where I become a doer of the Word. So, let's say I get up, let's say for, you know, six months you've, been, you've, you've gotten several things. And it, like I said, it doesn't have to be a book, you know. It can just be several confessions that you're making every day, but they relate to you and what you need. 
Let's just say you've been doing that for six months. And so for six months, every day you're waking up speaking things. And then maybe 10 or 11 o'clock. I mean, I'm talking about something that, that for you begins with about 20 seconds of confessions from the Word. I'll give you one little piece that I say every day, just kind of short. The Spirit of truth abides in me, and He teaches me all things, and He guides me into all truth. Therefore, I have perfect knowledge of every situation and every circumstance I come up against, for I have the wisdom of God. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I don't lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge Him for He directs my path and I walk in the light of His Word. I'm born of God and have world-overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. For greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. And I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. That, that's one of those snacks during break time. I thought that was funny. Anyway, um, so... Just something during the day that I speak, because what it's doing is, it's preparing me for my day. Okay, so I'm saying those things out of my mouth. And then I come up in my day, I come up against something that I don't have an answer for. I come up with some thoughts that have been coming to my mind and telling me, you know, that you're, you're not going to make it, or you're, you know, you're, you're, everybody else is, is you know successful in life and you're just a you know you're just a basket case and a loser and a poor excuse for even existing on planet earth and because of the things that you've been saying maybe thoughts like that come to your mind and in the moment if you've been if you've been daily consistent with some form of confession of the word in those moments what happens over time is that inside of you the Word begins to say, that's not true. I'm not a loser. I am born of God, and I have world-overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. And devil, right now, in the name of Jesus, I shut you down, and I shut those thoughts down, and the Bible tells me to cast them away. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I cast those negative thoughts away, and I begin to rejoice in God. Father, I thank you. You never made a mistake. You created me in your goodness and in your mercy and in your grace, and, and, and I am who you say I am, and I will not believe those things. You say, and I've had people say this to me, so that's supposed to fix it. See, where did we get in this fix-it realm in the church world? Like, like somebody's supposed to fix the problem. Whatever problem that I have today, I didn't get in, more than likely, overnight. So why is the confession of, you know, five verses of scripture going to fix it all as I as I say something like that one time it's not it's not what's happening is you're working on something and the thing you're working on is changing the way you think because as a man thinks he is and until you change the way you think you will never become what God created you to be even though you're born again and everything that God's word says is true is true for you but our part is, we become doers and not just hearers of how great God is. Because see, again, when a person is stuck in that mode, 
and, in, and, and, and they live and, and they build their life around some kind of fear, then they live inside of that and they don't let anything in and they don't let a whole lot come out. And when you live that way, you live that way and you don't let change happen, then, then you allow yourself to continue and you can live your whole life born again and never be on the receiving end of what God had. That's why people don't receive from God because they don't change the way they think because they're not consistent with the Word. Confessing the Word and then applying the Word that comes to them when natural circumstances try to tell them different. The devil does not want you to believe that God can meet your needs, heal your body, deliver your soul, cause peace to come to, to unrest in your life, give you sweet sleep. The devil wants you to believe that you've got to take medication to sleep well. Or, 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 or you've got to have a, a drink every night to be at peace. Or you've got to have, you've got to do this thing or that thing every night to be at peace. I, I, I'm just saying, if you do any of those things, don't be under condemnation about it. I'm just saying, that's not God's best. There's, there's a whole list of things in my 35 years of salvation, whole list of things that were not God's best for me, and what I've chosen to do is just keep pursuing it. I'm not saying all that list is gone. I'm just saying, just keep pursuing Him. Keep doing the Word. Keep applying the Word when thoughts come and when days when you feel like your body's just going to explode because of pressure. Just keep doing it and watch it work. Because it will work if we don't quit. Amen? The Bible says in Galatians 6 and verse 9, don't be weary in well-doing. For if you don't quit, you will reap. Amen? And that right there is one great promise. If you don't stop, you'll reap. Because see, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're, we are renewing our minds and delivering ourselves from a lot of the first birth mindsets and sometimes even generational curses and things that are wrapped up there. We're renewing our mind there. And, and not, just, not just trying to not let that control us, we're replacing it with something else. If you, you don't replace it with the Word, it's not going to just leave. You've got to replace it with the Word and hearing the Word, and then what you're hearing, you've got to begin to put in your mouth so you can hear yourself say it. And as that builds faith on the inside of you, you'll begin to apply it in those given moments and those given situations. Do you hear me? Tonight, I came here to tell you that because we're living in a time and a world and a season where I believe God wants to increase the church. Actually, increase is already here. But I believe God wants His people increasing. And I'm not just talking about financial. I'm talking about financial, but not just financial. I believe God's people should be increasing in our ability to lead others with the revelation of the Word. Say this, I'm a leader. You're, you're not, we were not created to just follow. Everybody's been created on planet Earth to lead someone else. And God wants us so convinced that His Word will work that you can lead someone else into something that you've not even necessarily seen the manifestation in because of what you're practicing. 
You're practicing it. Man, let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you how I used to be in fear every morning. I'd wake up and I'd be this way or I'd be that way. And, you know, I started doing what Pastor said, and I started putting the Word out there and confessing the Word. And then when fear thoughts would come, I began to take authority over those things and, and replace those fear thoughts with faith thoughts and, and true thoughts from the Word of God. And, man, today I can wake up in the morning, and, man, I'm not in the fear that I used to be in. Why? Because you're not just trying to tolerate fear. You're casting fear away. Amen? You're not, just, you're not just tolerating circumstances. You're changing bad habits with habits that God wants in your life. And there's nothing like it. And, and the church world, and I'll end with this, this statement. The church world is supposed to be leading planet Earth. The church. It's the kingdom of God. And we're supposed to be leading planet Earth. But we can't lead planet Earth with good intentions. You can't lead planet Earth with just good intentions. Listen to me. <laughs> this has to become a way of life. It has to become something that come hell or high water, thick and thin, it doesn't matter how you feel or what it looks like or anything else. I'm going to stay with it until it works. Because God's Word if it's applied the right way and it's stood on the right way, it already works. <laughs> it's not like, you know, if you do enough good things and do it perfectly and do it right that it's going to work. No, no, no. It's not waiting on you. But it is waiting on your choices to make changes for it to work in your life. So my destiny and my future, they're in the Word, but God's put the responsibility don't misunderstand what I'm saying. God's put the responsibility for it to be activated. I didn't say the responsibility to make it happen. For it to be activated, he, He's put that responsibility on you and I to make the choices to begin to do some of the things that I'm telling you tonight. Amen? So, why, why do people blame God? And, I, and I'm answering it with what I taught tonight. People blame God because for things that he didn't do because, number one, they don't understand him. And two, they've never become doers of the word so that they think as God thinks. And, and, and you know, ha when something's not happened or some bad thing happens, you don't have to blame God for it. You can take responsibility or realize that maybe there's not an answer for why something happened. Maybe there's not something real clear right now. It doesn't have to be answered with one thing or the other because you're secure within yourself because you're a doer of the word. Amen? Father, tonight I thank you for these people. Thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of being a doer. Not just a hearer, but a doer. And I thank you for the revelation that it goes deep, down deep in the hearts of every person. That we are people that have answers to the whys. Because every answer to every why that was mentioned tonight is in the Word of the living God. And I thank you for that to become revelation to your people tonight. And we give you all the praise and the glory. And everybody said amen and amen. I want to speak this over you as we end tonight. Just receive this. I've spoken this the last few services over you, but I wrote this 
just wrote these pieces and, and I want you to receive this and apply this and watch this begin to happen in your days and in your weeks ahead. Tonight I speak over each and every one of you and your families and, and, and your households and I say that you are blessed and highly favored with God and with man. Doors of opportunity are opening for you even this week. You have favor with your family, on your job, and in all relationships this week. Whatever you set your hand to this week, I say is prospering, and you are a success. I say promises are fulfilled, promotions are granted, and increase is coming to you because of the blessing of God. I say that the peace and joy and fulfillment that comes only from God is yours in abundance. So expect, expect that the rest of this week that something good is happening to you all day, every day. And everybody said amen if you believe that today. Come on, give God praise for it today. Yeah. Yes.